this is like all good podcast stuff so let's not go any further (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry okay I'll keep my mouth shut you you take the lead (laughs) welcome to the elevated entrepreneur podcast I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspired, success-driven soulpreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics, and strategy to attract the clients and cash you really want while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing, and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, Listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle to be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here today with Heather Chesky. She is a photographer and she also helps photographers get booked with her online programs. And today we're going to talk about her awesome three secrets to success and how she went from laid off to a six figure business owner. So awesome. Heather, welcome. How are Thank you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor. I know I'm excited. So Heather and I go way back actually. Yes. Um, a few, what, three, four years probably now. <laughs> I'm like, right? I can't even remember now. I yeah, feel- it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like three, four years. Yeah. She was my very first coach when I started photography. And then I actually went to uh, Washington DC last year and she did my branding photos. So, um, so yeah, we're definitely connected. Yes. We go way back. We have some history. (laughs) We do. We do. It's all good. It's so, yeah, it's so fun. Uh, Every time like I see your photos pop up online, I'm like, Oh, like I just remember the fun we had in DC. It was just awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We did have a lot of fun. We did. It was, and it was like hot that day too. It was. Yeah. Very, um, not, not, it was very out of the norm. So it was like a beautiful, like towards a hotter day when it's supposed to be getting cold, but like it, we made it work. It was great. Lots of walking, of course, (laughs) but it was, it was fun. fun. It was great time. All right. So Heather, tell us a little bit about you and, and who you are, who you help. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll try to give the, the cliff note version here. Um, so basically, uh, back in 2012, I was working at a university, um, hating my job, to be perfectly honest. And I was doing photography on the side. And I had really wanted to do it um, full time, but just had so much fear around leaving something that was steady and doing something that was not going to be steady or I didn't know like how, like if I could really make a, a consistent full-time income with it added to the fact that we had a baby um, then who was just, you know, recently born. So it's just like, what kind of mom will give up a steady paycheck to go, go pursue her dreams? Like, I felt like that was so selfish. Um, but as it turns out, my, my job made me leave one afternoon. Um, and I say this, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because 
because at the time I was just so uh, going back and forth about whether or not I should quit, whether or not I should pursue this. And I was just really, really stuck. And so I went into work one morning and um, my manager just asked me to see me and he basically, you know, let me go. It was on good terms. And I remember like being told to go to the HR room and I walked in with all these managers and I just, I knew like, I was like, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. And he just shared me with me that, you know, they had to let me go. And like, I'm not even kidding you. Like the first words out of my mouth were, thank you so much. Because oh my God. Like, and they totally took them back because, oh my gosh, like nobody has ever thanked us for letting them go. But right. I had just been stuck in this, okay, should I do this or should I not? And it had been months that I was just going back and forth. And so I felt like I, I, I didn't have to make this decision. And because it was um, an amicable spirit, like I also got severance pay for a little while. So it was a nice little, um, a nice little bonus right there, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that was in August of, of 2012. Um, and so then I, I went home and I was like, all right, this is it. Like I'm, I'm doing photography. And it was um, that first year, it was, it was really hard. It was one of those things. And a lot of my students can relate to this where um, you know, I was, I didn't have the support that, um, you know, when you're in an online space or when you're doing your own business, like you would like to have. Um, so like, my, for example, my husband didn't think it was possible. There are other people mm -hmm. are like, oh yeah, you can't make a full-time living from photography. So with a lot of um, self-doubt for sure, a lot of questioning, a lot of, you know, just up all night trying to, um, you know, continue, you know, building out my website, learning things. And, um, you know, of course I still had my baby. So I was very much, I couldn't like focus in on it as much as I wanted to. Um, but like, as it turns out that first year as a full-time photographer, I ended up doubling the income that I lost from my job, um, which was, you know, really awesome because I was like, I was like, nobody thought I could make, you know, the money that I made and then I didn't yeah. only make it, but I doubled it. And that was like a year where I felt like I was still trying to figure everything out. Wasn't priced um, appropriately. I mean, I was working around the clock too. So don't get me wrong. I was working way too much and not charging enough. But you know, the fact is, is that um, I, I really believe that like, you know, if you have a desire and a passion, like there, there is a way to figure it out. So that kind of just launched me forward and it, it hasn't been an easy journey by any means, but every year we've continued to grow. I've continued to learn things. And, um, a couple of years ago, I actually had a lot of photographers asking me for help and, you know, just wondering how I was able to make this work. And, and I was so focused in on my business. I just honestly thought that every photographer was making money and I found <laughs> out that that was not true at all. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like, and I really think that, you know, one of the things that I used to hate, but turned out being a, a really great blessing is that like, I, I, I had to make a certain amount of money every single week for my family. Otherwise, like we would not be able to pay for our bills and cars and, you know, diapers and, and food. So like there was no wiggle room whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that really set me up for financial success and really, you know, knowing that like, Hey, my business is meant to, of course, you know, serve my clients well, but also be a financial blessing to my family. So mm -hmm. I didn't, um, it, it was hard, but like, I feel like I didn't waste a whole lot of time, like wondering if I was worth it or in a sense, because it was like, no, like my baby worth it. So I'm bringing, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I come to find out that like, you know, a lot of photographers didn't have that, that kind of mentality. So they were struggling with getting bookings or struggling, finding clients who valued them. Um, but really it was them not valuing themselves or mm -hmm. pricing appropriately. So there was a, a huge disconnect. So that opened the door to, you know, do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, which we did, which was awesome. Yeah. And I did that yeah. with, you know, quite a few photographers. And then, um, after a year or so of that, 
um, I was, I was like, I'm like literally saying the same thing with every single person. And I was like, you know, I need to like make a course because, um, you know, one, it would be more affordable for somebody to join because it's not that one-on-one interaction. And then two, like I would be getting back more time because I don't have to have like the same conversation, you know, yeah. five times in a row. Um, so I, Oh gosh, when was this? I think this was a uh, maybe 2018, maybe. Um, I built my first course. It was something that was super small, um, just trying to test the waters. It was teaching one simple marketing strategy specifically to high school photographing high school seniors. Um, I learned a whole lot with that and you know, did that for you know, a, a, it was a very short course, like a super short mini course. And I enjoyed it, but then I also realized I was like, this is just not enough information. Like photographers need to know everything else that goes into it. Mm. Um, so I have since built uh, a really great program called the book photographer. And I feel like that's like my, my baby, my pride and joy. Mm. Um, it really is like my goal with it is like the one-stop shop for any photographer who really wants to, um, you know, stand out in their market, attract those clients who value photography, photography, and really make that consistent income. Um, and so that's been basically my focus for the last, you know, year and a half, two years. And, um, I'm, I'm loving it. It is so awesome. Just seeing my students, especially this past year and the pandemic, they're still, you know, honestly having a really great ordering appointments, they're hitting their own financial goals. So it's just really awesome to see them have so much success, even when, um, the past couple of months have, you know, circumstantially have been way more challenging than any other year. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go back just for a second. So when you lost your job, did you have like consistent clients in photography at that point? So yes and no. So at that time I was actually working with um, another wedding photography company. So I started off in, in wedding photography. So I was actually one of their, they would hire me to photograph their, their weddings. And so basically they would book the weddings for me and I would just show up on a Saturday and photograph it. And it was great when I was working another job. And so like, basically I was just like, okay, Monday through Friday, you know, it, you know, is the, the nine to five type of style and then on Saturday I could go photograph a wedding and basically continue honestly Janessa like I wasn't even good at photography then like my skills needed drastic improvement um and so it was a really great way for me to um hone in on the 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 I guess the the aesthetics of photography, learning how to, you know, which lenses I need to use when, learning how to pose, learning how to use off-camera flash. Um, So I was doing that um, and very sporadically would have like my own clients. And then it wasn't until like I lost my job. I was like, okay, like now's the time to actually get to get my own clients because I can't just rely on somebody else to to get me booked. (laughs) Right. So let's talk about that for a second. How did, what did you do? (sighs) My goodness. What did I do? Okay. (laughs) All right. So I, um, okay. I'm going to, I'll tell this one story. So I had a family from church. Um, they had, you know, a toddler and then she just found out she was pregnant again. So they actually hired me to photograph their maternity session. And, um, I did, I was so happy because it was like one of those, it's different when somebody wants to hire you versus you work for another company the couple hires that hires the company. And then basically you're, you go photograph their day. There's not that, you know, personal connection. Right. So this was one of the first clients who ever 
hired me for me. <laughs> and yeah. I was, I was so excited about it. But again, at the time, like I really didn't know how to price myself. So I just basically told them, Hey, it's a hundred bucks. Right. Like I, I, I thought like, Oh, it was just, you know, it would take me an hour to photograph. It'll be super fine. Like no big deal. Um, and so I went to the session and it was so challenging. Like I, I struggled. The toddler wasn't listening at all. The, I did not know how to use like opposing and like the, it was very, um, a harsh day. So like it, the images were not great. The couple was happy. So that that's good. But looking back now, like I cringe at them um, <laughs> and then, you know, driving home, like, I just remember thinking, I'm okay. Like, like that was what, such a hard thing for me to do. And I'm like, knowing like, okay, I still need to go home and download these images and edit them. And like, that's going to take me a couple more hours. And like, I, I basically gave them a disc of 117 digital images. And I just, I remember thinking, okay, I I'm so thankful that somebody hired me, but like, I, I can't charge a hundred dollars per session. Like that's not going to get me to where I want to be. That's not going to support my family at all. Um, because I finally had that realization that like, Hey, like there's a lot more that goes into a business aside from just showing up in that face-to-face time with your client. Mm-hmm. Um, so that started, um, I guess really me learning the, the basically separating the session free from what I provide clients in terms of their digital images and albums and just really pricing myself for, um, I guess just to actually make a living and to actually pay myself and, you know, provide for my family. The first year I did, um, I marketed through doing model calls and gift vouchers quite a bit, which is basically, you know, I gave an incentive for somebody to, to book a time with me. Um, basically it was a free session, but then I would, uh, they would get money towards their, their products and their digital. So like if they wanted anything, they would like have to then pay for it. And so it was Mm -hmm. a great way for me to, um, have that practice with one-on-one with people. Um, it was an easy buy-in because like they literally didn't have to put down money first. Um, but then like a lot of them would purchase their products later. And so like, that's really how I was able to book out my calendar and slowly like, and this is a slow process. Like it did not come overnight, but really trying to, um, build up a portfolio that was, that was good and not, not like bad. Um, and also (laughs) just practice, you know, knowing how to share your prices with clients, knowing what to do when, um, they, they might have some pushback or some objections, like how do you handle that? So it was a really great learning process. Yeah. Yes. All to all of that. Yes. <laughs> I, I know exactly how that feels. And I know a lot of, even if you're not a photographer, you know how that feels, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, we always have to talk about money at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. And that's so hard. And it's so funny because I was thinking about this actually just the other day, because even the money thing still pops up for me sometimes, yes. right? Yep. I mean, it just doesn't go away. You have these beliefs in your head from God only knows when. Yep. And you know, no matter how hard you work on them, sometimes they still, they still come up. Yep. They rear their ugly heads. And so yeah. we, we got to deal with them. Yeah. And it's funny because I was, um, you know, talking to somebody and I was um, telling them about this great membership website that I had been in previously. And the way I shared it was just like that. Like, Oh my God, if you want to know that, then you have to go here and you have to check this out. And it's like, you know, I don't know, 35 bucks a month, but it's like, which is not a lot of money really. Right. And that's um, for extreme value in this right. membership. Right. Right. And I was like, what's the difference between me sharing my stuff 
and me sharing somebody else's stuff. Yeah. Like, and I really like sat and, and thought about it because we don't think about that. Yeah. I, I didn't for a long time. I'm like, well, well, what is the difference? The difference is the story I'm telling myself about what I'm telling somebody or what I'm sharing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the story that you're attaching to it. And I was like, there's no reason that I have to have an emotional attachment to sharing my offers. Yep. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. One of the things uh, that has really helped me specifically more with the the teaching and the coaching side of my business is just realizing, um, you know, it's not necessarily like, you know, everyone says like, no, I, I guess, you know, value yourself and kind of like, you know, picking on like, like basically, how am I going to say this? Um, pricing is so like difficult because we kind of think of it in terms of like, okay, I'm going to say like self-centered and let me explain what mm-hmm. I mean by this a little bit. We're like, the pricing is all about me and how people value me or am I worth this? And so we have yeah. all these self-centered thoughts around the number we put on our products or our services. And I, it honestly, it was through um, the actual teaching side. And honestly, a, a few instances with my, my photography clients where I realized that, you know, my service or my product to them helps them in their life and it gives them a breakthrough. It helps them see themselves differently. And so like the pricing, it should be more on like what you're helping your clients with. And, you know, to give you an example, I have um, one high school senior that I, I actually connected so, so well with, and she, um, she, she reminded me, I'm like, she reminded me so much of, of myself, like back in the day when I was a senior and I, oh gosh, I feel like so long ago. Um, but anyways, it was one of those things where she honestly was struggling a whole lot with an eating disorder. And I struggled with an eating disorder when I was in high school. And so I felt like I connected with her on that level. Um, and I just remember the, one of the first conversations I had with her mom on the phone, I shared that with the mom and the mom like literally broke down in tears because she's like, I just don't know what to do with my daughter. I don't know how to help her. Um, she's struggling so much with this, with this. I just want her to be able to eat. I want her to be healthy. And she's like, I just don't know what to do. And I having been through that experience and having the healing from that, like I was able to share and we had, then we did her senior session and her senior session was, um, was so fun. And she actually had a smile on her face and she actually looked at the photos and she felt like she was beautiful. Mm. And like, I just, it was one of those things where like one of the first times, like I realize that like, Hey, like what I provide as a photographer, it's more than just like pretty pictures. Like it actually had an impact on how this girl saw herself. And the mom just had this, like, not that an eating disorder goes away, you know, just because you take a pretty picture, but it was just like this relief from all that pressure and that unknown and that uncertainty. It was just like, it provided, um, this hope that like, Hey, if she can see herself beautiful here, then, you know, maybe she can accept herself in other areas. And so I I realized that, you know, pricing, um, when we kind of think of it more in terms of like, okay, what kind of change is your client going to experience as a result of this? Like, um, is it going to be worth the price? Another example of this is one of my photography clients in my, um, my coaching program, she just had a $14,000 month in the middle of September, like this past September with COVID and shutdowns, she had 14,000 gross $14,000 in her photography business when the world is like shutting down. (laughs) When I hear that number and I hear what I charge for my mentorship, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, it is worth what I charge because I just taught her how to make way more than that. And so, and knowing that like she has a child at home, like this is what she does full time. Like, it's not just about the money. 
Like now she has options with her, her family life. And she, she was just telling me like, now she's able to hire out a cleaner and know somebody to help with meals and just like a babysitter and like all of these things, because Mm -hmm. she knows now how to market her business, how to stand apart and actually know how to sell with, you know, with class and not like being a sleazy salesman, but actually provide her clients with service. And she gets a, a financial return on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that a lot of people, whether, you know, whatever business you have is that they, and I didn't either, you don't realize how many no's you're going to hear before you hear yes. Yeah. 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 There's a few of those. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, You know, because I know, I know what I provide if I'm doing a branding photo shoot, right? I know what I'm providing, right? I know what I am giving this person. I know how they're going to feel. I know, you know, just like, you know, that it's fun and it's like a day out and it's, you know, you, and you get all of these amazing images of yourself that you can get to go market yourself and your business with online, um, that aren't, you know, the selfie. Right, <laughs> right. With your cell phone, right? Right. They actually show like professionalism. <laughs> yeah. And you know, is it is it expensive? Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's it's for you to go make more money. Exactly. And to change your life. Right? Exactly. So but I I did and I still do, you know, like people will um, send in inquiries and, uh, you know, I talk to them and we get on the phone and we talk and, you know, whatever. And then, um, my prices are listed on my website, but sometimes people don't read your website, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You got to tell them again and keep telling them. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they'll be like, okay, well, you know, how much is it? And you tell them, they're like, Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah tell me more, you know, like, tell me why do you have that reaction? Like what, you know, um, but that's the coach in me too. So there's a lot of, you know, people that will hear that. Oh my God, that's so expensive. And just, they feel shame instantly. Like, because they think it means something about them, you know, right. Like they're not worth that amount of money. And I love everything that you just said, that it's not, um, about the money necessarily it's but I also love when you said my business is a financial blessing to my family yeah yeah like so many people think that because they want to make a lot of money and financially bless their family friends community whatever it is that they're being selfish yeah Yep. I have had to work through that, um, that lie oh, quite a bit in my own, in my own journey for sure. And, um, one of the things that I, I realized, you know, early on in my photography business is that like every time I left my house to go do a photo shoot, like I was basically sacrificing the time with my kids and my husband. And, um, that just didn't sit right with me unless I was bringing back something home that could benefit them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was very, you know, like that, that kind of mindset, I feel like really allowed me to, to say no to the opportunity, or I'm going to say opportunities and I'm using air quotes. Nobody can see me, but I, but like, you know, when you get those people, like, oh, what, 
you know, uh, why don't you go ahead and, and, you know, do it, like give a discount or, you know, and you can use all these images and, or like, basically I'll share these images. So of course, like my friends are going to book you too, and it's going to be worth it. I'm like, no, like it's, it's not like, I mean, unless I like, I know what I want to bring home for my family every single time I leave the house. And if it's anything less than that, then, um, then I won't do it unless it's a cause that I feel super drawn to. And I want to give of my time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or some type of a collaboration where you're, yes. you know, time for time and it's yep. worth, yep. worth it every, for both of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like every decision we make, we're going to like every yes we have, we're going to have to say no to other things. Mm. Um, so it's just one of those things. Like if I say yes to a photo shoot or to, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to have to say no to other things at home or other opportunities. And, and that's fine. But I think it's just realizing, okay, what do you, what aligns most with you and where you're at right now in your business in this season of life? And like, what are your priorities right now? And making sure that your yeses are in aligned with your priorities, not somebody else's. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I say that all the time. Like if you're saying yes, what are you saying no to? Yep. And if you're saying no, what are you saying yes to? Yep. Yeah. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. So tell me what your three secrets to success (laughs) are, Heather. Yes. My three secrets. Well, first of all, there's a lot of secrets, um, but these are, they're not really secrets though, are they? No, they're really not secrets, but usually when I like, everybody wants to know, like within my industry, and I'm sure like this works for anybody, you know, who has any business, they just want more clients or more bookings and more, more yeses. Yes. And so like these apply in any industry, no matter what you're doing, I feel like these apply. And um, I feel like people don't oftentimes recognize these as, um, as keys that could be applied to like to, could lead to success in their business because they seem so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, honestly, like these are the keys that I've applied in my business where in both my photography and then also on my online programs where um it wouldn't have been successful had I taken any of these out. Um, so like, these are like super tiny things that we can apply regardless of the time of year, regardless of whether or not we're in COVID, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, how saturated the market is. I mean, like you can apply these in some way, shape or form anytime. Like there's no excuses whatsoever. Um, and I feel like you don't need to have, I guess, um, I feel like these keys take away all the excuses that we're tempted to share of why we can't do something. Mm. So, which is why I think they're so applicable to everybody. Um, So should I just dive on in and share? (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, the first key is actually the key of love. And I, I always get like a little red in the face when I'm sharing that (laughs) people are like, love really Heather. Like you can be all woo woo. Like, what does that mean? And Oh, the woo -er, are the better here. Oh yes. Okay. That's, that is true. I have listened to a lot of your podcasts. (laughs) So maybe your audience will appreciate that, but I really feel that, um, you know, basically whoever loves the most wins bottom line, like your clients or your potential clients are not going to say yes to you unless they know that they can trust you unless they, they feel like you get them. Um, so I feel like love is one of the greatest business strategies 
at all, like of all. And I don't want to say like, like inauthentic, oh, hey, I'm just going to give so I can get, but I'm like talking about really getting to know your people mm. at like way deeper than just saying, oh, you know what? I photograph high school seniors. So uh, like, you know, they're just high school seniors or like I photograph weddings. So like my, my ideal client is a bride. Like they go way deeper than that. Like they're more than just a bride. They're more than just, you know, an online uh, entrepreneur or like a course creator. Like there's so much more underneath that, that I guess that first layer of their identity that I feel like when you love your, your ideal audience, when you love your prospects the most, you take the time to get to know, okay, like what's going on in their mind. Um, what are they thinking about? What are they struggling with? What kind of thing, like what kind of questions do they have? What kind of fears do they have? And then you market, um, from a place of like, okay, I'm going to help them with that problem. So like your marketing is in essence is, is still like not even about you. It's like, okay, like I recognize my person has this problem. So here is a solution to that problem. And that builds that trust. And so I feel like, um, a lot of times marketing can be so problematic for a lot of entrepreneurs is because again we're looking at it from a self-centered point of view instead of like from realizing like all marketing is is just helping your people like that's it at the most basic level is helping your people and I feel like once we can reframe marketing from that vantage point we a lot of fear of like okay I'm or how do how are people going to see me or am I good enough or can I really go live but like when we come at it from a place of like hey whatever I'm going to put out there it's for the purpose of helping this person it gives us a little bit more unction to do it because we realize it's not about us right not about us at all (laughs) right yeah all your people want is to be seen heard and feel like they're cared for yep exactly 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 how I teach you know my or teach and coach my clients and an audience to attract their soul clients. Yes. You have to get into their heads. You have to like step into the conversation that they're having with themselves. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's gotten to the point where like, I've been on the phone with a a potential client, whether, you know, it's a photographer who wants to join my program or whether it's a brand client who needs, um, photos at done. And it's one of those things where it's just like, Hey, when I read this, or like, if I even say, just say something on the phone and like, they have the response of like, Oh my goodness. Like you took the words out of my mouth. Or like, I was just thinking of that. How did you know? Like, yeah. that's when you know, you've, uh, you've struck gold because it's just like, you want to be able to know them so well that you can explain their problem or their struggle or what it is that they want. And, um, so much better than they can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost, you're like helping them see that that is actually what it is. Right. And that then builds the trust. And when there's trust, then they're more comfortable and willing to invest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. So number one. Love. Yep. So number one is love. <laughs> um, so we move on to number two. Yes. Awesome. So the secret uh, number two is actually diligence. Um, and I, uh, I think diligence is so so, um, so powerful and yet so like untapped because we, we, we were talking about this before we hit record, uh, Janessa, where we're talking about, there's so many things to do and we feel like we need to have our hands in all of them. And if we're not doing all of them, we're, we're missing out. Um, but diligence, I feel like really kind of takes a step back and realizes realizing, okay, you don't have to do everything. Just do a few things really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. A great example of this is when I, you know, was let go of my job, you know, eight years ago um, and I had a baby at home and I was like, you know what? I, I really, I have no time to 
waste. Like I can't do everything else that I see, you know, photographers in my community doing because I'm like, I just, I got to make money. Like a bottom line is I need yep. to make money. And so I had, I had a lot of friends, you know, and the opportunity to do stylized sessions um, would, would, we're just there and stylized sessions are great. But at the time, like I already had built a, a pretty decent portfolio. So I didn't need to do the stylized sessions, especially if I wasn't getting like paid for it. So it's just realizing, okay, I, there was a part of me that felt like, okay, I'm missing out because I'm not a part of that. But then also realizing, you know what, that's not going to grow my business right now. I need to focus in on, and in that season, I was focusing in on, you know, my website and SEO, which was a huge thing in my business. So I was being diligent with, you know, blogging consistently and really using my SEO keywords and all of that stuff and really leveraging that platform so that people, when they go to Google, they could, they could find me. <laughs> and yeah. because I realized that, you know, there, again, there's nothing wrong with, you know, choosing one thing over the other. It's just a matter of like, whatever you choose, be consistent in it. And then also realizing that like consistency doesn't mean just once or twice. Like, I mean, like consistency right. over time um, and like not giving up if it doesn't work the first time, or if you don't see the results that you want within the first two or three times, because I mean, if I were going back to that blogging example, like it was probably a good six to, you know, 12 weeks where of that consistently blogging, where I started to then get some inquiries that were a direct result from that, that then, you know, then led to, you know, bookings and like my ideal clients finding me online. Yeah. And I think another super important thing, like when we're talking about SEO and, you know, blogging and things like that, being consistent, like those things is that, you know, you as a photographer or any other type of business owner, you don't have to blog about, or like, you don't have to blog sessions every yes. time you blog, you <laughs> yes. don't have to blog about, you know, five business tips to do this. Like yep. every single time there are a million different ways and perspectives that you can share on a blog that aren't necessarily, you know, the tips and tricks or, you know, the, this or that it's like, share your own perspective on yep. something. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this is, well, I mean, it kind of ties back into the first key. The first um, secret key is with love is just like, okay, like what were your ideal clients like to read about? So, I mean, if, gosh, if you want to look back into my blog or if anybody wants to, I wouldn't suggest it. So <laughs> like way back from like eight years ago, but like a lot of my blogs, especially the first, you know, year or two where I was just, you know, still trying to get that consistency in bookings. It's like, I didn't have sessions to blog about every single week. So I wasn't getting booked, you know, every single single week kind of a thing. Um, but I was just sharing tips for like my brides and like, okay, here's, you know, a wedding planning checklist, or here's, you know, questions should you should ask your, your wedding day photographer before you hire them, because these are all things that my ideal client was already searching for online. And if I provide the answer for them, um, that's going to, that's going to like start building that trust and that relationship. So like you can blog things that are just, you know, and blogging is just one example. Like I'm not saying everybody has to do a blog by any means, but like whatever form of marketing you do, it's just be consistent in posting or be consistent with your podcasts or be consistent in your lives or, you know, what, whatever it is, just be diligent in that providing the information that your client, your prospect needs to know. And again, it, it doesn't, have to be about you. It could be about you because a lot of times when we share our hearts, um, you know, that also connects with our ideal clients because oftentimes we're, we're like the people we serve. So that's not a bad thing either. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be in a blog. This can be content Yes, that you're like, you know, putting on Instagram, putting on Facebook. Yep. Right? It doesn't have to be a blog sized post. It just yep. has to be 
something that you genuinely want to share and will help somebody else. Like that's it. Yep. And that's I, what marketing then, I mean, is. Yeah. And I, exactly. It's just, and I think, um, one of the things that like the, the key of diligence is like really just kind of getting it down, like on a, a schedule and a calendar. And like, you're not going to let anything get in the way. Um, you know, in the early years of my business, my blog, I was committed to having a blog come out every Tuesday morning at 10 AM. And that was my goal to like write one blog every single week and like come hell or high water, that blog was getting out. And so like, that was the, one of the things that I committed to. And, um, and, and so I feel like that, that, um, that consistency in your calendar, like knowing like, okay, I had a specific day and I had a specific deadline that I had to get it done. And same thing with you, like you're consistent with your podcast. And so like, you're going to see, and I'm sure you already have, like the, see the benefits of that consistency over time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, you know, podcast is, is not even a year old yet. You know, we're getting there, I think end of February, it'll be a year old. Oh, almost birthday. Happy, I know, like, happy like almost birthday. Baby. <laughs> little baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first few months, it's like, you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was writing my blogs to myself. I'm like, is anybody ever going to read this? (laughs) Yeah. And you, you don't know, but then all of a sudden, you know, things start happening and you're like, Oh, but you do, you have to share it. You have to let people know it's there Yeah, because they're, they're not going to just, I mean, they could randomly find it, but they're gonna find it a lot faster if you tell them about it exactly (laughs) yep exactly so yeah I think that's another thing you know make sure that you are being diligent about sharing your business like yes you have a business own the shit out of that yeah and I think a business yeah and I think oftentimes um too like there there might be like this is one thing that I've struggled with and so maybe some of your listeners might um feel this way like and I still feel this way to to this day where it's just like okay but I have nothing to share like like nobody's going to be interested in what I have to say. And so it's like you realizing, okay, like what your experiences and what you have to offer can make a difference in somebody else's life. And so again, like we have to remove that self-centeredness when it comes, like for me specifically, it was like, okay, but what am I going to like talk about? Like I have nothing to share instead of like realizing, okay, like let me focus in on like my person I'm trying to help. What do they need help with? And like, what is something that I can pull that will help with them? And like, I don't have to solve world hungry, hunger or anything. Like right. I'm literally just helping them with one thing this one time. And like, it, like really, it doesn't even have to be like that hard. Like, for example, for any photographer, like one of the biggest questions we get asked is like, Hey, what do I wear to my photo shoot? Or like, you know, nope. just feeling super self-conscious with women specifically. And if they feel overweight or if they feel like they have a double chin. So maybe it's just sharing some posing tips or sharing, okay, like if you have, um, let's just say a pear shaped, you know, body, here are some outfit suggestions. So it's like, it's something super simple that they could like, be like, Oh, that was helpful. And then move on. <laughs> That's yeah. it. But you know what, when they say, Oh, that was helpful. They're going to remember your name. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And even if it's not, they're not searching for you to, you know, take pictures today there, they could be yep. at some point. Yeah. They're going to remember the people that have popped up and have shared helpful information instead of being like, Oh, book me, book me, hire me, hire me. Like I'm offering this discount and that discount. Like they're going to remember the people who actually shared the valuable content versus the ones who are just like, um, it's all about me. So go ahead and hire me. Yeah. And I'll tell you something that some things that I have shared, I have thought were so basic. Like, I don't want to say basic, like everybody should know this, but 
something that I, I know, and I know well, and I know to the point where it's just a second nature to me. So sharing that and feeling like that is valuable sometimes. Yeah. You're like, Oh, but everybody should know that that's not yes. super special. Right. Yep. But when you share it, people are like, Oh my God, yep. I didn't know that. Yep. You're telling me. And you're like, Whoa, what just happened? Yeah. That is so funny because like, I mean, I, I think of this, like with any photo shoot I'm on or like any wedding I've done, like when I'm photographing like a group of girls, like I'll just go ahead. And before I start photographing them, I'll just show them like some simple moves for how to look more flattering and photos. And so like, you know, I'll just show them like, you know, put all your weight on over the knee and then like lean forward with your waist and like put your hand right underneath your bust line and so like super basic stuff and mm. like the reactions are like oh my gosh like I'm doing this all the time they were like yeah. so excited I'm like literally it's three steps and like right. that's it <laughs> so. I know it's so funny because you do it all the time and you tell people how to do it all the time yeah so to write a blog post about it like I think we or even a regular post about it on social media I feel like we think we have to like blow people's minds every single time that we create a post. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like also realizing that like the experience that we've accumulated over all of our, you know, time and research and, you know, studying up on like what we do, like most people don't do that or our clients don't do that. That's why they're looking for the information. So we right. have that. <laughs> That's why we have learned all of this to share with right. us that aren't where we are right now we want to like reach our hands back to the people and then pull them up to where we are and you can't do that unless you're sharing yep you know and then once they get to where you are you push them forward like you know go go (laughs) go do greater things you know exactly exactly that's so funny all right so that was number two what what do we have number three So yeah, number one was love. Number two was diligence. And the third key is actually stewardship. And usually when I say like stewardship, people are like, huh? Like I've never heard of that. (laughs) Like what in the world is that? And so about Heather, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like what does that even mean? Cause like, we don't use that word in, um, in everyday life. And, and this is honestly, I feel like has probably had the most impact in my, my, my life and my business. And I feel like this is something, well, all of these um, secret keys can be applied in any area of life, but basically steward speaks to stewardship speaks to how well we are managing what we already have. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like a lot of times, and this was totally me. So like, I'm going to, you know, point the finger at me and maybe your <laughs> listeners can relate. But in the early years of my photography business, like I struggled hardcore with comparison and oh, like feeling like, okay, I can't do it as good as so-and-so because I don't have this gear. Or I don't have that. Or I don't have this. And like, I don't have, again, I, I was pretty selfish. <laughs> I'm going to call myself out but all this like I don't have this like I like you know I can't do this or I can't achieve that because I don't have what I feel like I need to have to be successful Mm. and uh, confession like I still feel like that from time to time Mm. um and I feel like you know that's normal um we all feel like we don't have like we might not feel like we have everything we need um but really stewardship speaks to the fact that like we have something like it doesn't matter where you are right now or what kind of support system you you have, like you have something in front of you and like ask yourself, are you utilizing it to the best of your ability? Um, If you don't mind, I'd love to give an example of this just to kind of like share um, 
the impact it has, but like the first couple of years of my business, like it was going great, but I honestly, I didn't know how to manage my money well. So I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could, like, I felt like I had too many expenses. Like I was making great money, but like, it still felt like it wasn't enough for all of my expenses. Um, so it was one of those awesome things, but like, okay, I, it's not awesome enough. Um, so <laughs> to put this like a point, it's like, I remember probably, I, um, probably for the first, you know, four ish years of my business, I felt, I felt like I had a really low end camera and like, I would be going to weddings and I'd be like, um, these wedding guests have more expensive gear than I do the (laughs) higher photographer. And I felt less than I was like, this is crap. But like, you know, the high end camera gear, like it's not cheap. It's a few thousand dollars. And then plus, you know, the lenses. So like, it's not something that I could just like, whoo, like, I'm just going to go ahead and go on a shopping spree. Like I'm still like legitimately having to pay, like I'm still having to pay for like a salary for myself and support my family. So again, like, it just felt like I didn't have enough. Um, I wasn't making it like, I, I was still learning how to make enough to cover all the business expenses and also the fi- uh, family expenses. So like at that time, um, it just felt like it wasn't enough. And I remember just going into so many weddings, just feeling like, okay, uncle Bob over here has a nicer camera gear. Of course he has no idea how to use it, yeah. but here I am with a crappy gear. And like, why did this you know couple hire me? Like I have such crappy gear. And I really, really felt like that until like I shifted and think, okay, you know what? Um, I, I have a camera, thank God I have a camera. So let me figure out how to use it to the best of my ability and really get the images that the client will be happy with. And when I shifted my, my thought process about that, I wasn't focused in on this crappy camera gear. I learned to focus in on light, knowing that like my camera could not handle low ISO or high ISO whatsoever, low lighting scenarios. So like I had to really learn how to find light because if it was a dark situation, then my camera would not perform. (laughs) So I learned how to use light. So, um, and that was like natural light. And that also led me down a a journey of learning off camera flash, um, and learning how to hone in on that because, I had to like my camera wouldn't perform otherwise so like I was able to um to learn the like I guess uh, I'm not gonna say like uh, so many photographers are scared to learn off-camera flash they'll say like oh I'm a like self-proclaimed natural light photographer because I'm too afraid to learn flash Um, it's one of those things where I feel like I didn't have the nice gear that would take a nice photo in any scenario so I had to learn how to use light both artificial and natural light to get images that were good. So like it allowed me to steward what I had well so that I could still get really, really great images that the client would be happy with. So it just shifts, it shifts your focus a little bit. Like, you know, you have something in front of you um, that you could be probably using better. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to, again, point myself out here and um, or call myself out. Like, I mean, we can use this in terms of like our time, like you can steward your time. Like how well are you using your time? Like we, we can say we're so busy or, you know, we don't have enough time to do this or, but like, how often are you binge watching Netflix or how much time do you spend scrolling through social media that you could be spending in your business? Like how well are you stewarding your time? Oftentimes, like we want things to happen, but we're not stewarding what we have, um, 
in a way that's faithful that says like, hey, like we can take it to the next level. One of my favorite proverbs is um, basically says, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's basically says like, if you're faithful with a little bit, you'll be put in charge of much more. And I have applied that in my business. And again, it applies to whatever you're looking at. It can apply to finances. It can apply to, you know, relationship with your spouse or with your kids. Like you might not have everything you want, or it might not look like everything you want. Your bank account might be, you know, lower than what you'd like, but you might have a you know, few pennies, a few dollars. So like, how are you going to spend that wisely? Or how are you going to ha- spend, you know, maybe the few minutes you have with your spouse? Are you going to, you know, nitpick at everything that you see wrong? Or are you going to say, you know what, thank you for doing this, or thank you for that, or I appreciate this. So it's just basically like, how are you stewarding those relationships, those, um, the money, the, 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 the time that you have, what you, what you learn in your business and how you apply, like basically everything. You're like, yeah. I feel like this applies to every area of life. Yeah. I was um, just going to say like your thoughts, your yes. actions, everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like this is one of the biggest, um, again, like this is, has, um, the most impact in my business because it puts me in the driver's seat. Like I can't say I can't do this or I can't achieve what so-and-so has because I don't have X, Y, or Z. Like this puts me like, okay, there are no excuses here. How well am I doing with what I already have? And once I can manage that well, then I will graduate to the next level. Amen. There are no excuses. (laughs) Yes. I love that one. That, and that's so true too, because you know, you can, you can run a business off your smartphone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. have to I mean, have, you know, nine bazillion, you know, things, computers and tablets and, you know, whatever exactly. you, you need, you don't need it. If you have yes. one of those things, you can still you can run make a it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. And, and you know, it's funny because one of the biggest questions I get asked is how do you, how did you start your podcast? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, you just, do you want the steps? Like, (laughs) yeah, because sometimes it's like, oh, like, how did you start it? And they want to know, like, the mindset thing. Like, how did you talk yourself into it? And for me, while this isn't true for everything, it it was true for this. I was like, uh, I didn't have to talk myself into it. I was like, I created a course and I was like, damn, I talk, right? Like, I can talk a lot. I kind (laughs) of like it. So I was like, hmm, let's start a podcast. And I just did it right. It there wasn't any question. There wasn't any doubt. There wasn't any imposter syndrome. It was just, let's do it. Yep. While that is not true in a lot of other things, because a lot of other things I've all of those things have popped up. Right. But for this, it wasn't so, but it is funny. Cause they'll say, you know, Oh, what, you know, what do you have for a setup? And I'm like, my computer zoom and a microphone. Yep. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Like there's no fancy software. There's no nothing. Like I record, you know, I, I, the most difficult thing was picking out music for the beginning, (laughs) like the intro. Right. Yeah. Cause I was like, like that's, it's personal. Cause it, it's like like a baby, you know, it's like your little baby and yep. And you want people to, you know, you want it to be different enough so that when somebody hears it, they're like, Ooh, that reminds me of Janessa's podcast, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But you know, so that, that's what took me the longest time. Um, Mm -hmm. I, we overthink things so much. We do. And I think a lot of times, like we, um, you don't have to have like your entire, um, 
life or business plan like laid out you just need to know okay like what are the next two or three steps and go take those and like when you take those the next few steps will like reveal themselves to you Um, I'm going to go ahead and share this because like you know at the time of this recording it's the end of the year and I'm sure it's going to be released in like the early 2021 so like everybody's all about like you know the big plans of you know how do you plan out your next year and all of that. And it's so interesting because I, I get so overwhelmed when I look at like 12 months down the road, like I have general ideas of like what I want to do, but I'm like, okay, but like, that's like a big thing. Like, so I've always taken it of like, okay, I just like mini goals. Like, what am I going to do the next 30 days? What am I going to like, what's my main focus for quarter one? And then I'm going to like, not even focus in on like the second and third month. I'm only going to focus in on the first month. Okay. Like what's my main goal for this month. And then like, I'm only going to take those steps. And then I'm going to, you know, when the time comes, you know, the, the next steps will reveal themselves to me. Yeah. From, from action comes clarity. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Uh, if, and that's what I tell a lot of people, they're like, but I don't know what to do. I'm like, do one thing. Yes. Just do one thing. Exactly. Pick one and do it and you'll know what to do next. Yep. Exactly. It's like the weirdest thing ever, but it's true. (laughs) The more we can simplify, um, the, the more, I feel like the more success we'll have, um, not that we can't do, you know, multiple different things, but like just being, being so focused on one goal. And like, honestly, like one of my favorite books is, you know, the one thing, um, mm-hmm. I love that book. And so it just made me think of it while, um, while you were talking, but it's just like, okay, like what's the main thing that you want to get done. And then you don't, ha- and like, this is all, honestly, I've been learning this a whole lot this past year. It's just like, um, a successful business doesn't mean that you like have to be working every waking hour of every yeah. day. Like when you're focused on what your one thing can be, like it gives you a lot of time freedom. Um, and so like, I've had a really great business year uh, in, in both photography and then also in my, my coaching programs. And it's been an amazing year. And I'm like, this year was like, a a crap show. (laughs) So I feel like it feels so different to say that because like it was, you know, it was a really difficult year for so many and like in a lot of ways. So I'm not like downplaying any of that, but like I was clear on what my one focus was and I did the things that supported that said no to other things. And I've honestly, I've spent so much time with my family. I'm homeschooling my kids. I have this energy and the space to do it because I know like my, what my one thing is in terms of business. And so I don't have to, do um, everything else uh, because I I know what my goal is for right now, my one thing for this next season. And so it kind of brings a lot of freedom because um, I don't feel the need or the pressure to do all the other things. Yes. Uh, I can tell you that, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing, my, my business being the whole thing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, starting my business, I think I was on So I was working full time Mm -hmm. and then would come home, like pretty much drop my stuff and get on the computer. And then I'd be on the computer until 10 o'clock or 11 (laughs) o'clock or God only knows when. Right. Uh, And it got to the point where my fiance was like, "Um, hi, (laughs) I'm still here. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You do. Like we don't spend time. Like you don't, you won't expect a guy to be like, we don't spend any quality time together. Right. But it must be pretty bad when, when they start to say things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it got to that point and I was like, you know what? Um, I'm shutting it off at, you know, when, when I, at least by four or five o'clock, like yep. I'm done and yep. earlier, if I get the 
you know, the things, the three, I always have like, not that I have to, but usually there are three main tasks that I have to get done during a day. And that doesn't usually take long. Some of them take longer than others. Some of it's like, I like to like create content for days in like one sitting. Right. Right. So that might take a whole day or it might take half a day. I, God only right. knows what's flowing through me that day. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it all depends. But when I am done, I am done. Like I right. shut the computer off. I walk away and I go do something else. Right. I don't think about business. I don't, you know, not constantly checking social media if I go on social media, it's because I genuinely want to see what my friends are doing on, on social media. Right. Has nothing to do with, you know, um, did this one like my post? Did my post right. get any likes yet? Right. Right. Um, like how many people saw the post in my group today? Uh, right. No, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. Those things. I used to do those things. Right. You know, I'm we probably all did. Uh, right. But and it took, it took a little bit like, and discipline to be yeah. like, no, Janessa, you are not going to open your group and see how many people commented on your, or, you know, saw just like, you know how it says on the bottom, like post seen by 40 yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. I don't, it's so silly, but I know people do it. I did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I've been in that boat too. And I, it's so interesting because I feel like it goes back to that, that, that secret key of like stewardship. Okay. Like that's your time. Your time is your most valuable asset. And so like, are you getting it always like on social media and checking what people think about what you have to share versus like, I mean, I know for me, like this has been a year of learning how to step away more from my computer and be more present with my family. Um, but like, you know, we've been doing so many hikes because well, that's the only thing we can do (laughs) so many like outdoor stuff, but it's just, it's so nice to get that fresh air to be in nature and just, you know, you come back so much more clear than, you know, if you were to spend that same amount of time, you know, scrolling through social media and, you know, that like, that doesn't fill me up the same way as being out in nature with my family. Like, you know, talking about all the things that, you know, two little boys come up with, (laughs) which is going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And checking that, you know, number on social media is not growing your business. Yes, exactly. It's not something productive. It's just something to, you know, give you a good mind F, you know, right. Right. So, right. you know, stop, stop doing that uh, if you are, because it, it does, it clears yeah. up a lot. <laughs> it clears up a lot of space. It really does. Yes. So Heather, this was an amazing conversation. It so, was fun. Thank you was. so much for letting me chat your ear off. <laughs> yeah, I could probably just keep going, but you know, we do, yeah. we have to respect everyone else's time too. Right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And our well, own, been- as we were just talking yes. about. That is true. That's true. (laughs) So tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Well, the easiest way to find me is um, just at my website, heatherchesky.com. If you're a photographer, then I got loads of resources for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if not, like, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's so funny because I I, like know a lot of hair and makeup artists as well. And like, they follow my coaching stuff too. Because again, like, I feel like it applies to whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, Because it's more of like these, like, you know, these concepts where like you, you can take the concept and apply it to whatever area you're trying to grow. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I know that 
what is the name of your course? The booked photographer. Correct. Yes. The booked yeah. photographer. <laughs> so, but if you're booking anything, yeah, you know, it really applies, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're booking any type of service. Yes. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's really any, I mean, basically the flow of the course is, is, you know, getting the mindset right. And then, you know, the step two is really learning about your ideal client and learning how you can love them well. And like mm. honing in on um, who they are, where they at in the season that you'll be working with them, whether you're a photographer photographing them or whether you're, you know, gosh, a website designer and you're going to be doing their website. Like it, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, um, and then, you know, we talk about pricing, of course, your services, um, and then marketing, which is, you know, the beast of all subjects. But again, realizing <laughs> you don't have to do everything, you pick the few things that would be, you know, resonate with your audience most. Um, and then also that you feel, you know, like that you do well. Um, so like, I don't market in every, I mean, to be told, I, I've talked about blogging in this, um, in this episode. I did that so heavily the first year of my business and it was amazing. But like, honestly, I can't remember the last time I wrote a blog because as I've grown and changed, like I found other areas of marketing that I feel um, that I just enjoy more. And like, I'm doing those, those things diligently. And um, so, and then like the final part of the course is just basically that client experience and just making sure they, um, they get the best from you because oftentimes when we give our clients a, a great experience, it leads to referrals and mm-hmm. um, that is a great way to grow your business as well. So like, how do you, and again, about like stewarding the, the clients that you do have, how can you treat them and love and respect them in a way that just makes them feel heard and, and valued and, you know, loved. And um, oftentimes when they get, I mean, I feel like nowadays, like if you get a great experience, like that's, that's one of the best forms of marketing because so many companies yeah offer that. So, um, just taking it to that next level. So yeah, like, I mean, it applies to any service-based business for sure. Awesome. And are you, um, so, and you are in the, uh, what Southern Virginia, where are you? I am outside of DC. So I'm about 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes outside of DC. Um, so in the Virginia side, Northern Virginia. Yeah. Northern Virginia. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I know you're in Virginia, yeah. but I don't know what part. All right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're in that Northern Virginia, DC area and need a brand photographer, definitely uh-huh. look her up yes. because she's awesome. Just go look at my images. The one that is the cover of this, um, of this podcast, actually, she took that one. That so, is true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so look her up and, uh, Instagram. Do you do Instagram, Heather? I do. Yeah. So just Heather Chesky, I, I like to keep things simple. So it's just, just my name Chesky everywhere. Just look her up. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have a YouTube channel too, right? Still- I do. Yeah. So I do have a YouTube channel. That one is actually the booked photographer. If you just search the book photographer on YouTube, um, there's a, a bunch of videos on there. Um, so that's definitely helpful for any photographer for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us about all these awesome things. Um, And to all the awesome listeners out there, we want to know what you thought. So screenshot this episode, tag us on Instagram stories, ask us questions, send us DMs, send us love, whatever you want. We are here for it all. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, we are. (laughs) All right. So we'll see everyone in the next episode. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have you ever wondered why some days you're so energized that whipping through actions in your business is a breeze and others you feel like you just want to go back to bed, pull the covers over and totally retreat from the world? 
Maybe there are weeks where everything feels easier and the abundance is flowing while others feel like you're smashing your head on a brick wall and resistance seems to rule, leading to a shit ton of trash talk going on in your head. If you're anything like me and most entrepreneurs, you've tried to just push through and keep hustling even when your mind, body, and soul are crying out for rest. Because that's what we've been taught we need to do to be successful. Go, 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 24-7. What if I told you it doesn't have to be that way? Imagine just for a moment that you could create an abundant, profitable business without living on the edge of exhaustion and burnout. What if you could totally enjoy your business in a state of joy, ease, and flow? What if you could find that healthy balance of business, life, and self without the guilt of not being on all the time? While using the power and energy of the lunar cycles, you can. When you work with the cycles of the moon, you create more flow and ease. There's less just surviving and more thriving. Knowing when to floor the gas pedal and when to hit the brake, you'll no longer need to push or force your way forward. Instead, you can switch into receiving mode, flowing with the natural energies of the moon. You don't always have to be on in order to be successful and get big things done. In fact, it's not natural or healthy and could even be a barrier to the ultimate success of your business. So I want to introduce you to Moon Circle Magic. In this vibration-raising monthly membership community, I'm bringing you energetic, spiritual, and practical ways, mixing the woo with the do, that allows you to have a business and or life that you truly enjoy and totally reflects who you are using the moon's phases and energy. I've created a safe and supportive space that allows you full permission to find you and your personal fulfillment, self-love, abundance, confidence, and to connect with your intuition so you learn to lead from your soul and have the passionate, profitable business you want. The link to this is in the show notes, or you can visit my website at www.theelevatedentrepreneur.net.